0: And now, a brand new episode of Script to Screen, live on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM, made to be heard. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Script to Screen here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. I'm your host, Alan Mahana, and today's episode is spicy. It's, 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 I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that we want to talk about today. It's so many different things from trailers to casting to good movies to not so good movies to amazing new recommendations. It's just uber exciting. And what's even more uber exciting is that I don't have to do it all alone. No, 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 because this is Script to Screen Evolved. This is the season four of Script to Screen, and I now have a co-pilot. So join me in saying a big, warm, Star Wars-ific welcome to the solo to my Chewbacca, Odd Solo. Hello, hello, everyone.
1: It's a wonderful day, and we're going to be talking about movies today. Uh, Yes, very spicy uh, very spicy. Very extremely, especially that we're going
0: very South American. We are going st- a little South American. So, yes. Yeah, ay, so, ay, ay. Yes, ay, caramba. Ay, caramba. Yes. Arriba, riba. Okay, we're done. Um, <laughs> we got to see two <laughs> movies this week. Absolutely. Uh, literally one right after the other. One was on Monday, the other was on Tuesday. It was, it was a great, very cinematic start to our week this week. Um, one movie we both rather enjoyed, although we do have slightly differing opinions on the one that we enjoyed. Yes. Um, and then the other, we don't have differing opinions at all. We are on the same page. We are on the same page. A hundred percent on the same page. So let's not waste too much time here. Let's jump right into the movies of the week and we can start off with the better of the two. Yeah, let's start. With let's start one. up with the better of the two, which is the sequel to an amazing Denis Villeneuve film, Sicario Day of the Soldado. El filme es muy bien. El filme es muy, muy bien. It was was such a good movie. It was a fantastic Um, film. I loved the sequel. Um, You know, we we spoke about this a couple, what was it, like last week or the week before, we talked about remakes and redoes and sequels. And, and, you know, it's very, very, very um, uh, wonderful. It's a great experience when a sequel does its job. You know, it doesn't give us a rehash of what we saw in the first film. It, it expands on the world. It expands on the characters. It offers us something new. Um, um, you know, although, again, and I think this is where we sort of agree, um, uh, it's not better than the first. No. I think the first one is a much, much stronger film. But then again, you know, you had a much, much stronger director, I think, at Don't the helm. Know. Um But I don't mind that it's not as good as the first. That doesn't bother me Um, because I do think that it stands on its own. I just, in comparison to the first film, it's just not as good.
1: Yeah, definitely in comparison to to the first movie, it's a bit weaker. All in all, I loved the movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, It was a tense film. We were on the edge of our seats Mm -hmm. most of the time. But again, and I don't want to give away anything because I I do think people should watch this film. Absolutely, uh, it comes out. What is it? It, it, it came out. It a came few days out on ago. Thursday. Yeah. yeah, and and from one point on, where just to say something simple, Benicio del Toro's uh, character goes solo, mm-hmm. uh, things to me started to feel more Hollywoodish okay. than they should be, and that okay. kind of disappointed me. Uh, things that would happen in a very popcorn kind of film happened okay. from that point on. Before, the, the first, if you want, two-thirds of the film were very, uh, they were perfect to me. They were uh, at the same level as the first uh, Sicario. Mm-hmm. But after the, after that whole section, uh, it it didn't exactly work for me. It didn't make me hate the movie. Okay. As, it's, not, it's, yeah, st- it's fair. Still, it's fair. still an enjoyable film. Yeah. But I would have loved it much more if it had stayed grounded like the first one. The first one was extremely grounded. Okay. I think and
0: I know what moment you are yeah. talking about. We kind of discussed this the moment the film ended. You and I were were on opposite sides, and we're still are on opposite sides because I, yeah. I I I do still feel like if it did um go forward with that. Event, yeah. let's just say, cause I'm trying not to spoil anything. Um, if it went forward with that event, I for one would have been very disappointed mm. because you all, I can see the business side of it. Why this event had to happen because again, you know, the film ends and it definitely ends in a way where you're like, okay, so we're not done with the world Sequel. of Sicario. True yeah. Quote. Um, no, yes. Yeah. Excuse me. I had to drink a little bit of water, but, um, uh, for me, it just, it it worked. Um, I do have um, certain issues with it because, again, like I said, I do agree it's not as good as the first. I think t- uh, Taylor Sheridan, who's the screenwriter of uh, the first and the Most, second, yeah. um, I think he was trying to hop on the Logan train a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I think he was trying to hop on the Logan train, and I just don't know if it worked in his world mm. as well as... I the Logan him. film, yeah. you know, um, I don't know if it worked well. Um, aside from that, the performances were stellar. They were impeccable. Stellar performances. He, what's her name?
1: Isabella. Yeah, yeah.
0: Was. See, for me as well, I loved the kid that yeah. the 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 boy, the other kid. yeah. He didn't have much to say, but I mean, his facial expressions and they his characterization. Yeah. I mean, he was really really good. Um, so those were also. Um, um, good things for me. I loved the character arcs. Uh, There weren't much of an evolution, new evolution to the characters, but you got to know them a little more, mm. I felt. um, uh, A little bit. I loved the signing sequences. Yeah. Um, And that's all I'll say about that because mm. I don't want to give that away as well. Um, but overall, I think it's a very solid, it's a very solid sequel. It's not as good as the first. Again, I'll repeat, yep. it's not as good as the first. The first still has its certain je ne sais quoi um, but it's not a bad movie, and it's definitely a good fun time at the same No, it's a, it's
1: a good movie. Let's, yeah. uh, let's be clear about that. And I, I just want to ask you something. Do you think this is the summer of Brolin? Because
0: he's Ooh, been. Ooh, that's very interesting. He's been in Infinity War, Deadpool. Infinity War, Deadpool, and, and now, now this, this. And they've it, all been. It's, you know what? It could be a Brolin comeback. Yeah. I mean, because he was also in 12 Strong later last year. It came out, the Firefighter yeah. film, which is also a. Pff, what a beautiful Ooh. movie. Um. But uh, yeah, it could be Brolin's comeback. Yep. Hey, I love seeing all these, um, you know, men in there in that age group coming doing like a full force comeback. It's kind of refreshing. To get you know the machismo back yeah. in the and definitely that's going to
1: open a lot of doors for much more diverse roles for these guys. Yeah, I hope
0: so. I mean, you've got Benicio, you've got Josh Brolin, uh, Robert Downey Jr. You know, all of them. They're just like coming back with yeah, they Renaissance. It's, yeah, it's their it's their Renaissance, yeah. and and I love that. Um, speaking of actors that I really love, um, you know uh, Javier Bardem. Well, yeah, he is. He he he's, was no, he is. I mean, he's. Still amazing, but you know, I love Bardem. I hate Escobar. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I like it. I, I like Escobar, but not not in this. It, well, yeah, I meant film. like I. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um Maybe I should rephrase it. I love yeah. Bardem. I hate loving Pablo. Yeah, um, it should be called hating Pablo. Hating I Pablo, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. That movie did not work no. at all. On on no level was it a good film in my opinion, uh, which is unfortunate because they. I mean, you have a treasure cove of material that you can kind of uh divulge but i feel like when you've got something like narcos in existence and in pop culture you i you, mean you don't need this you, film yeah to start with. you really you really didn't and for a film that felt like it should have been more focusing on penelope, penelope. i always have to do that with one name in every episode okay. have you noticed it's it's a thing um it, it could be my thing mm. um for for you know uh, a character like the character that Penelope Cruz plays in this film, you would think that this would be a film purely from her perspective, but it was... I do not even know what the film was trying to do. At one point, we were with her, and then we would shift back and see a lot of Pablo, and we wouldn't see her at all. And she, she she was just narrating Very com- Yeah, very confusing. Like, I don't understand where her character fits in this narrative because it just felt like a random character. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Javier even... Did a good job.
1: I mean, he got fat for the role, I guess. that that's more, Really? More...
0: I, I could have sworn I thought that was a prosthetic suit. I don't know. The, it looked the, like the a prosthetic belly... suit at one point. He he had like a chubby chin. I mean... I yeah, mean, that he... could also be prosthetics. Hello, yeah. Gary Oldman in... Uh... Yes,
1: but that... No, that, that was... To me, that was successful. This... This was <laughs> not...
0: But yeah, again. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't impressed with Javier's performance at all. No,
1: no None of the performances... And they they got what's his name uh, Sarsgaard uh, Peter yeah Peter Sarsgaard what why why <laughs> <laughs> please for what for like ten lines and he doesn't do much in the film and he's a really good actor and he's too a very like... talented actor I mean it's it was a waste and what a, what a miss with this film like I, a complete and it was boring and again after such a, a marvelous show like like Narcos yeah. you you need at least, at least to live up to that, to that level. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they weren't even close. I I feel
0: like loving Pablo is a slow burn film done wrong. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a slow burn that ends up just, uh, 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 you know, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, going out like it, there's an actual word when a flame goes out. Ex- ext- extinguish. Yeah, it's a slow burn that actually ends up getting extinguished versus it actually, you know, uh, uh, getting ignited uh, towards the end. Because normally in a slow burn movie, it kind of builds and builds and builds, and then it explodes. Yeah. This kind of built and went nowhere. No, and it, it didn't even build. What am no, I no, saying? It was
1: very. It was like very flat, very boring. It yeah. D- Doesn't go anywhere, and and the fact that if you watched Narcos, you know a bit of Escobar's uh, backstory. Mm-hmm. This, this, it didn't bring anything new to the table. Yeah. Let's say it was told from uh, Penelope Cruz's character, Virginia, uh, her point of view completely from A to Z. That could have been, see, that's what I was
0: expecting, to be honest. That's the kind of movie I was expecting. I was expecting a movie that would be completely told from her perspective, but that's, you know, that's not what we got. That would be new and different. That's not what we got.
1: No, we got a, a very poor film unfortunately
0: on that note though we would encourage you to go watch it anyway because again this just because we didn't like it i mean yeah we were leaving the movie theater and i had one of my students actually look at me and go what'd you think and i said i didn't like it at all and she's like what you know she flipped out because she loved it so you might love it you might think it's a great film um you know who are we to judge we're just Mm -hmm. script to screen oh boy do we got some stuff to talk about today yeah, we have a nice, juicy topic. Well, I mean, it's been a couple of weeks, and every week we go look at movie news, and the only thing we see is casting this, casting that. So we were like, you know what, why not just make that our top one of our topics for this week? Um, uh, and, and so we want to talk about uh, casting news, it's casting news that kind of stood out to us, yep. things that th- we thought were kind of compelling or interesting to talk about. Um, so we each picked two stories, two casting uh, news updates, I guess. Yes. Yes. So why don't you go ahead and start with the first.
1: All right. So basically, I was reading online. Jared Leto has been cast as uh, Morbius. Mm -hmm. Uh, For those of you who don't know who that is, that's a bad guy in the Spider-Man universe. Mm -hmm. He's a vampire-like character who has vampire-like superpowers, kind of like Blade, if you want, without all the kung fu. uh, How very suiting
0: for Jared Leto. Yeah,
1: and. V- very dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I might have a problem with the Spidey universe without Spidey, but that's on the side. Okay. But as casting for this character specifically, I think it's very interesting because I can see uh, uh, Leto as as this kind of vampire person, mm-hmm. this dark and sinister person character that that also has a lot of emotions. Uh, I think this is going to be interesting. Yes, I have a feeling it's going in the right direction. Uh, I can't wait to see what what they're gonna do. We'll this get,
0: is a yeah. Morbius film standalone. Sta- stand-alone oh movie. wow, interesting! Like Venom, you know, you have Venom oh. soon. So they're doing. What that. is Sony
1: Pictures doing, man? They they are doing Spider Man Spider movies from that universe.
0: I don't I don't understand. See, I always thought Jared Leto uh, or Leto would um, be a great casting for um, Lestat. The vampire Lestat. Interview Mm. with the Vampire. Yes, 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 yes. I think it would have been a great. And now apparently Anne Rice is turning it into a TV series. So they're in the middle of Mm. pre-production for that. So I always thought Jared Leto had that je ne sais quoi of Lestat. I don't know why. He
1: has that vampire. Yeah, he does have that vampire look and and
0: the eyes and the hair and the white skin, pale kind of skin. Beautiful singing voice. Absolutely, and
1: he was given a shot with the Joker to play a bad guy, uh, and that didn't work out very, yeah. very well.
0: So why not? I mean, let's I would see. love to see him as a, you know, well, as Morbius yeah. and and as as the vampire this Um So I'll jump right in yeah. here since I, we're talking about, um, um, since I just mentioned the whole idea of TV series. Um, Watchmen is now going to be a new TV show yes. on HBO, the good old home box office um by Damon Lindelof mm-hmm. uh, and his team um they've brought us lost they brought us um yep. the leftovers which is a huge uh it's had, a huge cult following um and now we're uh, delving deeper into um Watchmen, which is very interesting. And uh, the cast list keeps growing and growing, and so many big names are in this. It's just insane how many big names are in this. Uh, The most recent uh, additions have been Tom Mizan, who played Da Vinci in Da Vinci's Demons. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got Frances Fisher, uh, who's also um, a a big uh, female actress, a big name. Uh, I believe she played Rose's mom in Titanic. Um... Mm. She's the actress that played Rose's mom in Titanic. Um, And we've got uh, Jacob Ming-Trent, along with Regina King, Don Johnson, Jeremy Irons, Tim Blake Nelson, uh, Louis Gossett Jr., Adelaide Clemens, and Andrew Howard. I mean, the cast list is just huge. Jeremy Irons on HBO. I'm just so excited. No, and Watchmen is is definitely very interesting. (laughs) Yes, I would love to see their Zack Snyder list take on it. I I didn't dislike those. I'm not, I mean, I'm a fan of Zack Snyder's film. I'm just saying it'd be interesting to see a different different take on the universe. And especially since this is now a TV show It's going to have a lot of mythos and a lot of, you know, storylines and timelines timelines, and, you know, like, so it'll be very interesting to see what they do with it. And I'm not worried with Damon Lindelof and team because they're, they're quite good at what they do. And the fact that it's on HBO means, yay, no censorship. Yep. Um, so that's one of the exciting, uh, one of the two. Uh, what's your my, second? My other is basically uh,
1: what happened, uh, this is a bit older, but I've, I felt like talking about it. Okay. There's the Lethal Weapon uh, TV show. Yes. Which is, which is not a bad show. My I mean, parents love it. Yeah, it's, it's a fun show. Uh, after, when they announced doing that show, I was a bit worried because mm-hmm. who can replace Mel Gibson and uh, Danny Glover. True. Uh, and then... You know what? They got uh, a guy called uh, Clayne Crawford mm-hmm. and they got uh, one of the Waynes brothers. Damon. Damon. And the chemistry worked. But what happened is at the end of season two, they fired uh, Clayne Crawford and they wanted to get someone. Has it
0: only been on for two seasons? Yeah. yeah. Why did yeah. it feel like... Oh, Hawaii Five-O is the one with the longer. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Hawaii Five-O has been on for longer. So uh, they fired him, and uh, they got due him. to anger management. Apparently, yes, he was. He had rage. He was. Dying. How very suiting for his character, though. Makes sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they cast uh, Sean William Scott. Now, I was uh, looking online. They never mentioned that he's going to be playing Riggs. Oh. So, I, so I don't know. But if he is playing Riggs, okay, let's, let's stay with that. At first, I was like, no way, and he wouldn't make good rigs but, but then i started to look at his filmography a bit and he has a few good movies where he, he he's the type of actor who's you either hate him in some mm-hmm, roles or mm-hmm. or you really love him because he knows how to draw the line he, yeah. he sometimes he draws the line and when he does he's actually quite good mm-hmm. he did that in uh, welcome to the jungle he did that in uh, the 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 goon he, so he made an annoying character likable okay and with anger and so on so i do see him Uh, As a Riggs kind of character. And I think the chemistry with uh, Marlon will be... uh, You mean Damon? Damon. Damon. (laughs) A big family. Marlon, Damon. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I think... I think that there's going to be interesting chemistry. I'm,
0: make- I'm just hoping that this doesn't hurt the overall standing of the show because it is a big fan favorite. And I know a lot of people that actually are enjoying Lethal Weapon and it's bringing in decent ratings. So I really mm. hope that this doesn't cause it to end up tanking. Yeah, let's wait. Maybe it'll give it an even a new extended life. Yeah, life. maybe it'll give it a new life. Um, okay, that's cool. Yep. And okay, so the final um, um, casting news on my end is Rebecca Ferguson, who I'm absolutely loving seeing her in films. Um, she's, you know, she was in The Greatest Showman, she was in Mission Impossible: Rogue mm-hmm. Nation, um, among other other stuff that she's done. Um, she's joining Ewan McGregor in the interesting out of nowhere sequel to Stephen King's The Shining, uh, Doctor Sleep. Um, so I'm interested to see what those two can, can pull off as far as being the two leads in this film. Um, I didn't read much into the movie cause I really don't want to read much into the yeah. movie. I kind of want to stay very much on the outskirts and not read too much into it, but I'm interested in just the combination of Ewan McGregor and Rebecca Ferguson. I think it's very interesting. And Ewan McGregor is playing a much older Danny.
1: Yeah. The kid.
0: Um, the kid in The Shining. So I'm interested to see where the story goes. Let's see. Yeah, it also has a lot of potential. Absolutely. Um, you know, because and and and, you know, the, this kind of brings us in smoothly into the mm. concept of you know what happens when a casting is done wrong. And with you mentioning Sean William Scott, it's uh, it's a little weird because I'm I'm personally not a huge fan of his. Mm. So um, not that I'm a, not that I watch Lethal Weapon, but I'm not I'm just not a fan of his work. Um, I do think he's a very like crude actor. Um, but for me, it's like when when you do end up casting someone that just doesn't mesh well with the role. For me, I almost feel like you are just—it just pulls you out of the film immediately. You're just no longer invested in the character. You're no longer engaging because um, the whole time you're just like this. Just doesn't—it just doesn't work.
1: Yeah. No, but there are a lot of examples where where it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, I I thought about a few. Okay. Yes. Go and, ahead. Yeah. And, and there's one which was so evident. I was thinking about like these examples and I love the Pink Panther, the original ones with Peter Sellers. Uh-huh. And I love Steve
0: Martin. I just don't love Steve Martin as the Pink Panther. I just hate him. Yeah. As yeah I agree. I agree. I agree. Overdone, right? What? He's yeah. so exaggerated. He's annoying. He's, he's so
1: exaggerated. He's so unlikable. He's you just you want the movie to finish and and they even made a sequel which makes even less sense to me.
0: You know who he reminds me of? Um, um now that you mention it, it, it reminds me of uh, 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 Prado's casting in Midnight uh, or Murder on, on the, the Orient, Orient Express. Express. I did not think that uh, Kenneth Branagh Kenneth Branagh fit the role at all. He over exaggerated everything.
1: Yeah. no no absolutely. He was uh, very it was it was a movie I, I remember disliking very much and uh, he had OCD traits and yeah, um, I, I didn't enjoy that that casting either. But yes, definitely Steve Martin it was a fail. And let's not forget George Clooney
0: as. Batman. Oh, goodness. Is that the Batman with the nipples? Yeah, that's the oh, nipples suit Batman. Oh, no. No, 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 no. See, and this is for me, and it's funny because I just mentioned, I have this in my note, IP, you know, intellectual property and casting fails. Mm-hmm. When This is where it hurts a movie big time. Yeah. It's when they cast someone in your mind when you've been invested with reading a book or reading a comic book and they cast someone as a role and you look at it and you're just like, no. You know, like, um, it just, that for me immediately you know, causes a big distance between an audience and and a movie. Um, but then on other other occasions, you've got magic Yeah. when casting is just Magical. spot on. And for me, I just had to mention Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. Because for me, this was, although in the beginning, everybody was like, what? You know, like nobody was like, what could Heath Ledger freaking, you know, heartthrob Heath Ledger playing the Joker? And then you see him and it's just... And then you, oh. can, you can never unsee yeah. Heath Ledger. Yeah, it's It's just uh, it's pure uh, magic.
1: And I'm going back a bit to what you said, someone uh, establishing kind of an iconic role. Uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker was... Was pretty iconic. Was very iconic. And yeah, so when they said Heath Ledger, people were like, eh, what the hell? Yeah. And he he, he managed to, to do some magic. Yep, totally did. Uh, for, for me, like a casting gone perfectly, perfectly well was... Uh, Jamie Foxx as uh, Ray Charles.
0: <sighs> yes. Yes. I when I
1: was watching the movie, I literally felt I was watching Ray Charles. I yeah. forgot yeah. that it was Jamie Foxx from the the man in rhythm, the the way he talks, everything he does in the movie. I'm like holy ho- holy crap, I'm seeing Ray yeah, Charles. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is this is this is why it's so intricate casting is such an intricate process of making a film because it's make it or break it man. Yeah. Like if you cast someone and it's off, that's it. You're you're donezo. Um so uh, you and I mentioned this uh, a while back, and um, um, we were talking about, you know, almost castings, mm. right? So uh, storylines of, car- of actors who were almost cast as big-time roles. I was looking some up. The first one that popped up, I flipped at this. But did you know that Robin Williams was almost cast as Jack Terrence in The, the Shining? The Shining, yes. I would have killed to see him in this role. That would have been very interesting. I would have killed it to see him in this role. Like... What would Whoa, he have brought to like, it? I wonder uh, the psychoticness of, because, I mean, in one hour photo, he is creepy. He is scary. He's so scary. So, like, I would have loved to see Robin Williams as that. Back then,
1: don't forget, Williams was more of a comedic
0: actor. He yeah, wasn't, very he true. He still very wasn't true. taken seriously. He's not the
1: Williams we've grown and uh, we know today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, there's so many examples of, of these actors. There's even uh, roles of actors starting in a movie and then uh, a month later, for example... Getting recast. Uh, yeah, uh, Eric Stoltz in um, Back to the Future... Uh, oh, he he shot for one month, and uh, initially the studio wanted uh, Michael J. Fox, but Michael J. Fox was shooting Family Ties, so he couldn't okay, do it. Okay, okay, okay. And they started with uh, Eric uh, Stoltz, mm-hmm. hard name, and uh, Robert Zemeckis And Eric didn't feel the chemistry, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave." They got Michael J. Fox again. They started to work around his schedule, shooting late at night. During the day, he, sh- he would shoot Family Ties. At night, Back to the Future.
0: What an exhausting and, couple of months yeah, for him. But uh, the result—pure magic. Yep. You cannot I cannot think of anyone yeah, else. Yeah. As pure magic. Marty McFly. I'm going to give you two more, and then you give me two more almost yeah. castings, and yeah. then we're going to go on our break. Deal. So uh, I've got two two curveballs for you. Brad Pitt was almost Jason Bourne. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I can't I can't see him I don't know. No, it's Damon for me, man. Like it's Damon, 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 Matt Damon. When they tried putting uh, what's his face, uh, um, Jeremy Renner, and oh that that was that was that was terrible. Okay, give me one. Okay, I'll give you one. Uh, Indiana Jones. Uh huh. Initially,
1: was supposed to be played by Tom Selleck. No. Yes. No. Yeah. That is crazy. But, but again, again, he had a TV show, Magnum PI. And yeah. So he was contractually ob- obligated to do that over Indiana Jones. That's insane. And and Lucas didn't want Harrison Ford because in his head he was like, "This is Han Solo." Han Solo. Yeah. He, uh, and then uh, uh, Spielberg told him, "Yeah, but he's an actor. That's what he does. He yeah, acts." Yeah, yeah. And then he got
0: magic. Okay. And my final one. This is a big one because I had no idea. Sean Connery I oh, I know was this. almost Gandalf, Gandalf yes yes in Lord of the Rings oh, yeah. No Part like is- I mean I love Sean Connery but Sir Ian McKellen man but you know why he refused No because he didn't understand
1: the script but okay he read the script he didn't understand anything and he's like I'm sorry at least it was honest enough to tell him <laughs> I don't know what this is what's going <laughs> okay. on and Ian McKellen stepped in Thank goodness Yeah Your final one my final one is right. going to be Sylvester Stallone almost played Axel Foley in Beverly Hills Cop. He was the first person chosen. He rewrote the script because he found it too funny. And then it evolved into an action film called Cobra. Okay. And then they ended up getting Mr. Eddie Murphy, who who is Axel Foley, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's very iconic in that. With a (laughs) kind of (laughs) laugh. (laughs) You know in a world where is that guy where is that guy <laughs> um the next topic we're going to talk about, blah, blah, blah. the next topic we're going to talk about today is uh trailers movie trailers um uh whether or not we love them we hate them um but we first wanted to kind of mention that we totally miss the trailer guy yeah that this summer i love this summer a brand new entry. S- script you know. to screen. <laughs> it's just, uh, he used to, I don't know, like, he's cheesy,
1: but he, I love him. He, was, I think he was, the, uh, the childhood, uh, going to the movies, yeah. watching his trailers
0: with him, and yeah. the background was... Mr. Miyagi yeah. and What's-His-Face return for a sequel, you know, like, yeah, just great, just great. Bigger, better, and better. Yeah. This summer... <laughs> Jurassic Park. I don't know. Okay, um, totally miss him. Totally thought he kind of brought something interesting uh, and unique to um, movies in general. Movie trailers they used to be an art. I think it used to be like different than now. It's it, 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 it used to have its own thing. I don't know. Now it's just uh, for me. They are just totally ruining movies. <laughs> it used to be subtle. Yes, I think that's the word. Yes, yes. It used to excite you to go to the movie without telling you anything. Now it's they're they're telling you everything and they're making your movie going experience horrible
1: absolutely there, there's just so much going on in trailers and it's it's I think ruining the movie experience and there's so many trailers uh, this is something that also yeah. bothers me there is, yeah. there's a teaser teaser trailer the teaser trailer the trailer the second trailer the third one the yeah, final the first trailer
0: first teaser second teaser official trailer so, international trailer a you Japanese know, whatever trailer, Japanese the trailer and
1: at the end what happens is you end up watching the entire, the entire movie, movie on yeah. the trailers there's nothing predictable there's nothing uh, sorry there's nothing surprising everything becomes predictable you know
0: what the thing is though is that is that back in the day you, to see a movie trailer you had to be in a movie theater yeah. or you would see a TV spot or two TV spots on television exactly. and that was it. But now you've got television, movie theater, your phone, uh, your your computer, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, everything has a trailer. There, I mean, I mean, you're almost gonna get like Snapchat trailers soon. It's just it's it's too much. Like you're exposing so much of your movie. You're showing us so many different shots, and people are like, well, you're still not understanding the story. Yeah, but you're seeing. So many mm. visuals from the movie. And the the and now trailers are even giving us visuals that never even show up in the movie. Just uh and for me that angers me even more. Yeah, mm. like Marvel did that. Uh and was, so uh, the did last Rogue Avengers, One, yeah. yeah. So did Rogue One. You had in Rogue One, you had this the shot of the of the stormtroopers jumping into the water and walking mm. in the water, and then you had a shot of Jin with the with the um the plans for the Death Star mm. running across on the beach—that never happened in the movie. That, that was Baywatch. No, I'm kidding. Well, no, <laughs> <laughs> Rogue One, the Baywatch yes, edition. Yes. Yes. Um, but that, for me, is just, it's just—it's—it's sad when this is happening. Um, so, it's—it's it's not surprising to me that, that we're going to talk about this uh, yeah. a, a little later. But it's not surprising to me that now there's a movement that is mm. so anti-watching trailers. But, but you know who's not
1: bothering me with these tricks and their trailers? Actually, Marvel. They're doing it in a very subtle way, in a nice way. So, uh, for example, take the Thor uh, Ragnarok uh, Mm -hmm. trailer. At the end of the movie, Thor loses his eye. And Mm -hmm. there's a scene where him, Tessa Thompson, Hulk, and Loki just uh, walk together. And at at that point in the movie, for example, uh, uh, Thor lost his eye. In the trailer, they never reveal that. Or in Infinity War... there's the hulk
0: yeah you had the hulk and And, and, in the movie it was him inside of the yeah and at one point in the
1: hulk suit when there were the aliens jumping all over him i'm like okay he's gonna turn into the hulk and that never happened Mm. so somewhere that kind of you know served the purpose but again having too many trailers yeah but i I know a
0: lot of people that were very disappointed that we didn't end up seeing the hulk in avengers infinity war i was one of them i was like well wait that shot with the hulk in the background was freaking amazing like it looks super cool and now it's him in a in, in a freaking Iron Man suit. I don't know. Like, it's yeah. just, you know. And, and do trailers really need to be three minutes long? Like, no. you know. It's, it's, it's too long. It's two minutes is, is more than enough. I mean, it's just too long. We, we go back to marketing and yeah, them wanting I don't know, man. to
1: sell and people to watch. and,
0: You know, there were definite... And, and and what's interesting is that sometimes uh, movie trailers end up building up a movie so well and you, you totally hype it up and, and then, then you're it. like utterly disappointed. I, I selected three films that really hit home for me. Um, um, the first one being Alien Covenant, which mm. came out, uh, what was it, like last year or the year before? Yeah. Um, the trailer made it seem like, oh, ooh, okay, we're back to Ridley Scott's original vision for the Alien films and the film wasn't that great. The, the same goes for
1: his uh, pr- uh, previous movie, Prometheus. Yeah. Also, Although te-
0: I liked Prometheus
1: a little more than I liked Alien Covenant. Yeah, but if you compare the trailer to the final product, the trailer was a zillion times, th- to me at least, a okay. zillion times better than uh, oh, okay. the movie. I enjoyed it. It was fine, but not as impactful as I thought it would be. Okay. And uh, how about Suicide Squad? Oh. So, with the Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody in the background. And
0: everything, and you're like, oh, this is going to be so like, cool. This is it.
1: This is it. This is the bad guys being good guys and... And with Margot Robbie's uh, last line, uh, we're the bad guys, that's what we do. Yeah. Uh, it was a massive trailer. And then the movie came out, and let's not talk about that anymore. Yeah.
0: No. Not, not good. And then know. for me, the other one is Terminator Salvation. Oh, yes. What a brilliant, dark trailer. And it was giving, it was a new twist on sci fi. It was gritty. It was like Mad Maxi, even, you could say. Yeah. Um, and then the movie was just crap. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why everybody wants to tarnish the John Connor character. Mm. Terminator Salvation turned him into a cyborg and then you had Terminator Genesis making him the bad guy. Yeah. I'm just like, can you leave John Connor alone? So they're like try,
1: they're trying to be original. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. And also the opposite happens by the way, like watching a bad trailer but Oh, you up. don't have three. I have three you bad have th- ones. Oh, okay. So I'll just so one I'll, more. Go yeah, for your I'll last jump one. in yeah? for my last yeah. one, and
0: then you can. For me, the last one would have to be the Phantom Menace. Okay. True. Very Star true. Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. It was so hype. It mm. was filled with the Williams score. You had lightsabers and space battles, and it was just like, yes, Star Wars is back. Yeah. And then the movie had Jar Jar Binks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: a new comment. You know, this uh, summer we destroyed Jar Jar Bings. Yeah. You know, that yeah. would be a good movie.
0: I'd watch that trailer. Misa should have never existed. Yeah. 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 You know, but sometimes you're right. Sometimes the opposite happens. The trailer isn't so great, but the movie ends up being wonderful.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have a couple of examples. Like, for example, Guardians of the Galaxy. For the first trailer, we, I, we didn't know the, the team, we didn't know who Star Lord was. Yeah. 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 And the opening scene where it's like, my name is Star Lord and. G- Jimon Hitsu tells him who. Uh, the, the trailer didn't work for me. Okay. And then I watched the movie, and then what an amazing surprise! Chris
0: Pratt is magic.
1: One, yeah, Chris Pratt, uh, Dave Batista does such. A, it's it's one of my favorite Marvel. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Films yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. James Gunn. I mean, hats off to.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, apparently he. The script is finished, and they're continue. starting production yep. very soon. So, or is it twenty? 20- I think in two years. In, yeah, twenty. No, 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 they're starting production in 2019.
1: Yeah, so it'll be out by
0: 2020. Yeah. So two years. Yeah. Well, do you have any
1: trailer uh, trailers that? Uh,
0: no, no, I didn't. I didn't do no, that.
1: No, how about how about if I give you this one, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes? See, but for me, I was excited about that. When I watched, I remember I was in the movies and I had no idea they were remaking that movie. Yeah. And I watched the trailer and I'm like, why? And James Franco. Yeah, for for I mean, me, back then, James Franco was still the kind of Heath Ledger, heartthroat heart th- yeah, kind yeah, of person. Yeah, yeah. And then he, watching the movie, I was blown away. I think I watched it like three times. Yeah, the movie, the movie gives it. me
0: chills, man. That no, no moment in the, in the cages is just like... And especially oh. after,
1: after what's it called, uh, the Planet of the Apes, the Burton version.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 I'm like,
1: why are they still hanging on to this? Thank God they did, because it was they good.
0: Did. And it was brilliant. I just hope that they don't release anything soon. Like, I hope we take a little bit off yeah. and then they continue to expand the story because I know that they've said that they there are plans for that if they want to do it. Um, I'm just hoping they give us a break yeah. um, so that we can kind of live with that trilogy before we delve back into the world of Caesar and what he's left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, so the anti-trailer movement, just really quick, a few words yep. on that. Um, it, 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 um, I didn't even know there was one. Until two of my colleagues, I mentioned them a lot on the show, Breaking Banter, shout out to Australia. Um, uh, they did a video essay as to why you should not be watching trailers. And when I watched it, because I used to be a trailer addict. I mean, I was like, yep. you know, just just give me more trailers. Um, and then I watched their video essay and they're so right. Trailers just ruin movies. Um, they spoil so much. So lately I've been avoiding watching uh, um uh, the full trailer. I'm allowed, I've allowed myself to watch the teaser, Mm -hmm. but nothing more than the teaser trailer. So like with star Wars, the last Jedi, all I saw was the teaser. Um, for solo, all I saw was the teaser. Um, infinity war, all I saw was the teaser. And let me tell you, it is a much cooler experience when you go in there having seen practically nothing.
1: I I agree with you but it's just so hard.
0: It is very difficult. I, I don't know how you do it It I, is I, I
1: mean I avoid it like the plague. Yeah I cannot not worry. I, like when I hear a trailer's out the first thing I want to do is just go is watch, watch it. Watch it. But yeah.
0: By, I mean what? I've run out I've told you this I've run yeah. out I've busted out of movie theaters. Um, because not to, not I'm afraid watch, yeah. I'm going to start taking my nose cancelling glass uh, like headphones and just like put them on and, and close and that, my eyes The things
1: they give you on, on the
0: flight Yeah, know, just like close my eyes, eyes until the trailer is done
1: Exactly, but no, I, I do agree with you I th- I would assume that not watching all the trailers would make the experience much more pleasant
0: Yeah just more exciting because yeah. you're you're not going in there with any theories in mind. You're not going in there with any expectations. You're literally going in and enjoying the ride, true. and it it's it just makes for a much better, much more engaging movie theater experience. Mm-hmm. I think.
1: But yeah, but the problem is it doesn't end at the trailers. There's a lot of articles and a lot of online. The online
0: age. Yeah, is true. I mean, Somewhere like I said, hindering. for the for yeah. the big films, I try to avoid like yeah. the plague. I try to avoid it as much as I can. I try to avoid it, um, especially considering I have the show and I have the you know my Instagram page, and you have to kind of stay up to date. I try as much as possible to be limited in my updates. Had we've got one recommendation this week? Yes, I am so pumped about this. We've got one recommendation this week, uh, so, and it's it's a series. Um, the track that we just heard, uh, is exactly from that series and it premiered, what was it like a couple of months ago on YouTube red and it is called Cobra Cobra Kai, Kai. (laughs) um, for any of you out there who have seen the Karate Kid movies, the original Karate Kid movies, yeah. which by the way are on my queue to download cuz I want to watch them all yeah. again after watching Cobra Kai. Um this is the continuation of Daniel Ralu- LaRusso. La- 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 La I can't I can't do this. Daniel uh LaRusso's La story as well as uh Johnny Lawrence? Yeah. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Lawrence. Lawrence. As well as Johnny Lawrence, his nemesis yeah. in the first Karate Kid. Um this kind of picks up years later. Okay, 20 years. Yeah, when they're adults years. and the story continues. It kind of ignores the Hillary Swank, uh, um, the next Karate Kid movie. Yeah, it forgets um, about it. It forgets about the other attempt at the reboot with the Karate Kid, with Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan, and just picks up kind of with Daniel and Johnny. For 10 episodes that are approximately around 20 to, what is it? The The shortest Thir- one is, I think, is 21 minutes. The longest one, which is the Thir- finale, is 36 minutes yeah. um, for 10 episodes. And if I had one word to describe the whole series, it would have to be heart, heart, heart. Yeah. It is so good. It's not perfect by any means, mm-hmm. but it is a freaking gem.
1: Exactly. There, there, it has its flaws, but who Cares, yeah,
0: literally. This is the first time where yeah. I'm like, I don't care about the flaws, this is yeah. just gold. It's it's gold, exactly, because the, the emotional value of the show outweighs everything else.
1: Uh, I, I watched the show in less than 24 hours. Uh, last, last I mean, I last just binged weekend. before coming yeah. here, no, 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 so no. <laughs> it, it, it was it's such the, the, uh, going back to trailers. The trailer was terrible, I, I yeah, saw it, it was so cheesy. It was so like, bad. what's going on? Why are they doing this again? And this is trailer. Down uh, With a good movie Yeah uh, good With series. a good product Sorry. Yeah yeah whatever And it was so much fun And it had so much heart And The, the flashbacks To the old yes! Karate Kid Yes so films.
0: geniusly done So perfectly placed yeah. And this was another and thing I wanted to talk to you about Because you are very Like anti-nostalgia yeah. But this is nostalgia done right. This is done properly. This is nostalgia done right. It was not simply relying on the past. It was building for the future and building in a beautiful way. This is why it worked. This is
1: exactly why it worked because it was structured in such an impeccable way. Yes. Uh, uh, It it was an enjoyable series. I can't wait till till the the next season. I can't wait for season two. Uh, And the nice thing is you kind of see things... Uh, in some episodes from the perspective of Johnny, who's technically yeah. the bad guy in, yeah. in, in in the first films. But you see why he did that, why he hated LaRusso. And to some
0: extent, you understand. Yeah, you sort of understand. It, There's it, always it, a different it, perspective. It, exactly, you know, I, it like,
1: humanizes
0: him. And, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And it, it's a nice story. And the twists are, are there. The twists are
0: genius. I mean, that finale is gold. No, no, it, It's so gold. And And you were talking about the characters. And this is one of the things that I loved most about the show is that the characters felt so genuine yes they were so like real in the fantasy world of the karate kid but they were so genuine the character arcs were so beautifully written i love that you were they, they pulled a hitchcock on you because they yeah. flipped protagonists at one point you think this is going to be character A this is the story, story but and it ends up being character B's story and you kind of fall in love with character B a little bit more than character A. And, and you kind of see, you know, the echoes of the past, you know, like when you kind of, uh, um, and I think Daniel's character says this at one point, it's, you know, um, uh, uh, what is it? Like, it's not, it's not that he was a bad student. It's that he had a bad, bad teacher yeah. and you kind of, that sort of kind of, you know, ripples across, um, and that final fight at the end is just so perfect. You get Johnny's reaction at that particular yeah. climactic moment Daniel. where it's almost like, do I want to see history repeating itself? And history does repeat itself without giving too much away. Yeah. Um, although it's been out for a couple of months. So, um, but it's very organic. It's very organic to the world of the Karate Kid. Um, I'm talking too much. You, you speak no, a bit. No,
1: no, don't don't worry. I can because I can feel your enthusiasm, and I feel the same way about this show. But again, uh, all the characters I think are given their their yes. moments to shine, their importance, and their twists, and their how they develop. And I absolutely adore this show. It it it's a feel good show. You, mm-hmm. you you're mm-hmm. not upset. You can watch it in any mood. Yes, the performances are not the best performances
0: in the world. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but they're over but, yeah, but they, there were only like some minor scenes where it was just like delivered, but, you know.
1: But but if uh, and then you watch it, and you're like, I I honestly, yeah, I don't care. care. Less. Yeah, I, I don't care. And, and their flashbacks from the movie and their visual flashbacks, you go to certain uh, locations from mm-hmm. the old movie,
0: mm-hmm. so, so Easter so it's, eggs here and
1: there. Yeah, so it's done very smartly, very subtly. Uh, the relationship between Daniel and uh, Johnny is very interesting. Very beautiful arc for uh, these two. It's nice. It's really nice to see these. friends enemies if you want to call yeah, they them they are literally their frenemies yeah. they're How literally after frenemies after these years and and uh, the, the last The last scene Setting up for season two Ooh, Was also Yeah
0: I mean that is a big twist At the end Beautifully shot in that red yeah. With the silhouette Very and, overly dramatic And you're like Is it him? Is it him? Is, is it him? I think it's him I think. And then And then it's Yeah So that I mean I'm looking forward For season two I am pumped for season two I cannot wait for that To be released mm. um, You know Themes of forgiveness And second chances And the importance of family And the importance Absolutely. of loyalty And being a friend and and the consequences of strike first and strike hard and no, no mercy, mercy. Um, cobra kai. but the, yeah but the show is brilliant i recommend everybody to go watch it yeah. it's available on youtube red you guys can go watch it on youtube red i think the first two episodes are available for free but then the rest are on youtube red um great show script to screen definitely 100 recommends do it cobra kai go watch it um so that's it for the show today yep uh we, we were able to pull it off we had a lot to talk about um but we 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 did it. We yeah. absolutely did it. We- so Thank you guys for joining us. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Al Mahana Official. And if you want to follow the solo to my Chewbacca, follow him at... Hat.Solo. Solo. And, and we're very excited about next week because yes. we're going to be watching Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. That's going to be our movie of the week next week. And we also have a guest next week. Yes. We have our first kind of uh, full episode guest. Um, we've got a lot of other stuff in the works. Uh, we've got an international guest uh, uh, coming up as well soon. I didn't tell you about that, but I told them. So you're out at the same time surprise (laughs) very very horrible co-piloting from my end Um, but we've we've got uh, actually we've got at least two international guests uh, hopefully that are going to be kind of calling in and we're going to be talking about that uh, with them about movies and industry stuff so it's it's very exciting Um, so we've got Ant-Man and The Wasp coming up oh yes what is currently playing in the box office
1: basically the movies we talked about which are uh, Loving Pablo uh, no sorry Uh, uh, currently playing right now you have oceans eight you Uh have uh why am i blocking uh sicario Sicario. Sicario day of the soldado Soldado. Uh, those are the main uh, two films which are out right now
0: okay and what you've got looking to look forward to are loving pablo the first purge really do we need another purge movie (laughs) And Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, Coming to you next week So thank you so much for joining us You can join us again next week Same time, 4pm, same place Radio Lebanon, 96.2 FM Uh, We love doing this We love hearing your feedback So please message us, DM us on Instagram Make sure you follow us for movie contests And more This is it for this weekend. Have a wonderful movie-filled weekend. Any last word? Hod? Just go to the movies, enjoy it, and let us know what you think about movies. Exacto mundo. On that note, thank you so, so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Alan. And I am Hat Solo. And together we can rule the galaxy. That might take too much time. Let's talk about films and TV instead. That makes sense. Join us every Saturday at 4 p.m. for brand new episodes of Script to Screen, only on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. We'll be discussing all the latest news from the film and TV industry. And we'll also enchant you with some of the greatest songs and soundtracks out there. Script to Screen, only on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM. Made to be heard.